Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to SummerSlam 2022. What went down? A big show from WWE. Triple H's first show mm. kind of in control of the product, but still booked by Vince McMahon because obviously <laughs> he did it a long time ago. Uh, some interesting things happening there, but not massive changes within the actual finishes of the matches, but we yep. will get into it all as we go along. The first match was Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, carrying on from their feud that they've obviously been doing quite a while now from SummerSlam last year in WrestleMania and there was kind of more of the same from the WrestleMania match from them really sort of scrappy counters they were very much sort of researched each other and they yep. knew what they were both up to um, so they were like it was lots of counter upon counter and uh, that kind of wrestling from them uh, throughout this match there was some big moments with like a big manhandle slam there was a kick out and there was like a top rope manhandle slam mm-hmm. there was also a big kick out from Bianca Belair um, and then there was, uh, it, it was she was going for a top rope manhandle slam sorry and then she changed it into a Spanish fly from the top rope which was absolutely huge Uh, and then Bianca Belair managed to get into that from the KOD hit her down Bianca Belair loses cleanly in the ring but probably it it was a really really good match we'll say probably one of the best matches of the night but the stuff that happened after the match was much more interesting uh, as Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair kind of going for a little handshake moment didn't they yeah that sort of triggered a series of events so as one long term story was paid off seemingly a new one began so Becky Lynch offered the hand of obviously of uh, I guess of respect after this year long storyline she's been beaten now cleanly twice by Bianca Belair once at Wrestlemania and once again at SummerSlam with a KOD um, and then before really Bianca could bask in the glory and in the spotlight Bailey made her shocking return a huge pop for Bailey. of course getting the uh, the first appearance of her in front of a crowd since 2020 uh, returning from her injury but she did not come alone all of a sudden there was Dakota Kai by her side Dakota Kai what there is this Eo Shirai renamed Eo Sky yep. by her side Bailey brings them to the ring, inferring that there is a stable, a new bond between the three of them. As they stare down Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch rejoins Bianca Belair. The mutual respect confirmed by a face-off by standing down the heels, who uh, sort of back off away from the battle for the night, live to fight another day. And Becky and Bianca share a look as if to say, oh, new problems for us. Yeah, us. It was uh, quite the shocking moment. It felt very, as you said, Triple H maybe thought the results throughout the car that was already booked 
didn't necessarily rock too many boats, but this felt like a big mission statement from him specifically. A man with a fairly rich history of bookings women wrestling in the in North America at least over the yeah. past five to ten years. A huge, huge start to the show and big statement from him. Yeah, absolutely. A big thing about sort of implications of moving forward from this. Obviously, you've got the sort of tease of a Becky Lynch face turn throughout mm-hmm. it with the handshake and yeah. the joining forces with Bianca Blair, and then the new stable, I guess, of mm-hmm. Bailey as the leader of a stable. My word, oh <laughs> my heart. Uh, with Io Shirai and Dakota Kai, incredible things could be going uh, moving forward with that women's division. But the next match was indeed Logan Paul mm-hmm. versus The Miz. Logan Paul trying his best to be a face throughout this, I will yeah. say. Um, Maybe didn't get quite the reaction he wanted, but it wasn't without him trying. No. My word. He was putting us all out there. Uh, he did a huge, like, Asai moonsault to the outside, yeah. uh, which is absolutely massive. He, like, then like got back in the ring, hit a huge crossbody onto The Miz. He was going all out on this. He was hitting standing moonsaults on him as well. Um, Champa at one point, obviously The Miz and Maurice and Champa all came out wearing matching gear. Looks amazing. Yep. Looks uh, amazing. The ref attempted to throw him out. But then Champa was like, well, no, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and kind of sat at ringside with his chair before AJ Styles comes out and he started chasing Champa off to the back to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, there was a huge fog splash from Logan Paul through the announce desk, from the top rope through the announce desk, which was absolutely massive was and looked like a nasty, nasty bump for uh, Logan Paul to be taking. Um, and then the uh, Miz is try- tries to hit him with like a, a little Miz version of the Pokemon card that he yeah. had. But but then Logan Paul kind of ducked out the way and The Miz almost hit Maurice with a tiny little card. <laughs> and he was like, oh no, don't want to do that. Uh, and then Logan Paul turns it around into hitting The Miz with the skull-crushing finale. Logan Paul gets the victory over The Miz. Indeed. The second match in a row, I guess, where there was kind of follow-on from WrestleMania. Another big match, yeah, another big good. moment for Logan Paul. Yeah, um, a strange one here. He did try and, I guess, uh, work... A babyface style with his physicality, if not his mannerisms and his instincts. They still yeah. very much follow the pattern we saw at WrestleMania, where Logan Paul's kind of a natural heel, something that he seemed to have regardless of what the moves were. Here, he kind of added the moves to it. So that didn't necessarily work out too well. But in terms of the uh, the kind of memorable moments there, he had his Pat McAfee night, I guess. There was so yes. many high spots. Yeah. He, kind of, he kind of, through force of will, got you on side of him because you just could not believe what you were watching from a Logan Paul. It's interesting to see where they go with him next. The response to his victory didn't seem like all of Nissan Stadium was fully behind him. He was plugging his energy drink and he was big into the moment himself. The Miz did what the Miz does, which is go out there and be an utter professional and, you know, do the job. Do what is required of him on any given night, and he did here. Uh, Jury's still out, I think, on how well this version of Logan Paul can work. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the next match was Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory, or just Theory, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and this was fine. It was short. It was kind of what you'd expect from this, especially mm. with like Austin Theory moving into the sort of Money in the Bank briefcase main event scene, yeah. I suppose. Um, but it was just them two having a bit of a scrap. It didn't last very long. There was the sort of missed spear into the shoulder spot, which you expect in all of these kind of matches. Yeah. You'd think Bobby Lashley had learned his lesson by now. Uh, and then uh, Austin Theory kind of tried to go for a drop kick, but then Bobby Lashley caught him into this sort of big press slam thing and then got him into the hurt lock. And Austin Theory tapped out. Yeah, it was a quick tap from Theory suggesting that maybe he had more than he wanted to do later on in the night. That was certainly the implication anyway. This was the end of a feud that had already long concluded. Theories in a million different programmes with a million different people. Lashley's very much seemingly at the bottom of his list, along with the United States title as well. Yeah. So if it felt like a busted flush going in, it was quite hard for the wrestlers to kind of 
I don't know, escape that sludge. The match wasn't bad, but it was just so predictable, so formulaic. And Lashley's spinning his wheels the longer he does this. I think this felt like a conclusive way for them both to move on to something brand new. And indeed, Theory would later on in the show. Indeed, absolutely. Next up, it was the Mysterios versus the Judgment Day in a no-disqualification tag team match. Which was fine as a match. I don't. Nothing really stands Mostly out of it. It's hugely until, memorable. Yeah. Until a certain moment, like Rey mm. Mysterio had his spots in there. Obviously, he did a big Asaya moonsault to the outside as well. Um, but the biggest thing in this match, the biggest takeaway, is Edge returning as a kind of mismatch of every character he's ever played. <laughs> Again, had the brood entrance and he came out and he's wearing a jacket, he's got a new haircut, he was wearing glasses and he had like the little thunderbolts on his mm. pants and things. Um, but basically he came out, uh, he speared all of the Judgment Day and then the Mysterious hit the double 619 for the win. Yeah, it was strange. So the No DQ was obviously set up after the beatdown on Raw on Monday and yet it wasn't until the very, very end when Rhea Ripley interfered. Yeah. Seemingly just to trigger... Uh, the Edge return. Like, had she not interfered, would Edge have gone through the contrivance of making his big comeback with the big <laughs> yeah. burning stages? Look, the Edge, uh, your mileage may vary, I think, on the Edge comeback, but the arena seemed to go quite wild for the bells and whistles of the cool brood entrance that everybody really likes. They seem to have more forgiven and forgotten that Edge was a heel just a few short months ago and he was cutting promos on each and every one of you and all your local sports teams and the like. Um, their baby faces prevailed, the spears went down well, and the Judgment Day continued to be one of the losingest stables <laughs> in recent WWE history. Yeah. Um, not a great night for them as characters, but I think in hindsight it was best keeping Edge off the raw that is. Travel was allegedly cancelled for for Monday. The surprise definitely went down better here than if we'd already seen him six days earlier. Yeah, definitely. And definitely interesting to see what they do with Edge going forward because mm. obviously there was the rumours of the rated R stuff, but this definitely wasn't that. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what exactly yeah. his character is going forward. But that's a cliffhanger, I guess, I which is also good. Um, so next up, it was Pat McAfee versus Baron Corbin in a match that maybe was slightly overshadowed by Logan Paul, mm. I will probably say, which yeah. is... Rare for Pat McAfee, uh, probably. Um, there was some big moments in it. Obviously, he did uh, like went to the top rope and did a huge flip to the outside where mm. Baron Corbin kind of barely caught him and he had a nasty, nasty bump on the yeah. outside, which did not look pleasant. Um, but it kind of uh, ended with a big low blow, obviously paying him back for what happened on SmackDown. Uh, that was Pat McAfee giving Corbin a low blow and then hitting him with a sort of code red type thing. Then he jumped off the ropes and just enough managed to land on Corbin, just, where just. Corbin could just about come it, bring it round. Yeah. I think this is maybe the wobbliest of Pat McAfee's matches so far, and maybe, yeah, so like I say, just a little overshadowed by Logan Paul. Yeah, there was um, a huge, uh, like, senton that he went for, um, yeah. a springboard senton, and that was one of three times that I can remember in the match where he was slightly unsteady on his feet, yeah. but admittedly in extremely high-risk positions, and he's, of course, yeah. you know, there was so there's an element of over-exuberance here, and I guess maybe that's part of the, this is might scan as generous but that's part of the Pat McAfee character is that he kind of throws himself into everything and sometimes it can't work out perfectly incredible charisma and just wonderful facials from Pat McAfee kind of carrying those little flubs uh, Corbin was excellent as well like he had to be a base for a lot of this crazy McAfee stuff he had to be yeah. a, just a nasty heat sucking heel um, so he was a kind of perfect foil for McAfee but yeah I, I think it's natural to make those comparisons they're both both McAfee and Logan Paul are still very new to it. They both look like naturals, but they're yeah. also kind of trying to use what brave risks they're willing to take to get mentioned, to get noticed. Yeah. And it almost sort of feels like, for the first time tonight, McAfee, who felt like he was just on this like unstoppable rise to dominance and glory, was uh, 
like was forced to level up and maybe didn't quite do it. This match was fine. Um, I just don't think it quite generated all the feelings that a lot of people had about what he'd done at WrestleMania and indeed going all the way back to what he'd done with Adam Cole in yeah. NXT. He but set a very high, high bar for himself. That's it, that's it. I think like the, the punt to the balls was important and was in service of the story, yeah. but it's just simply not as spectacular as the other stuff we've seen from McAfee thus far. Yeah, absolutely. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So next up, it was the Usos versus the Street Profits with Double J, Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee. And this was, I mean, for the most part, it was what you expect from an Usos versus Street Profits match. They're really good wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're going to have a good match together. It probably wasn't one of their best efforts, I will say. Um, but I guess the biggest takeaway from this is going to 100% be the ending where Montez Ford, mm. he hit the frog splash. He had a huge frog splash. Um, but he kind of did the RVD thing where he kind of bounced off him and then kind of scrambled to get back on top for the pin uh, and Jeff Jarrett only counted for the two yep. it's really annoyed Montez Ford and he started arguing with Jeff Jarrett and he kind of angrily tagged in uh, Montez not Montez Ford Angelo Dawkins and then um, as that kind of all went down he went to the outside and then Angelo Dawkins got hit with a bunch of super kicks and the one day for the win so kind of Montez Ford's hot-headedness kind of costing the street profits there. Yeah, they went to great lengths to show that Jeff Jarrett was going to be completely impartial. He wasn't tolerating anyone breaking the five-car rule early yep. doors. All that kind of stuff just to let you know that the guest referee is better than any full-time referee <laughs> on the WWE referees roster, yeah. which would come in later on on this very card, in fact, that this Jeff Jarrett's true. services yeah. were needed yet again. But, uh, yeah, the match didn't really exist until the very end. It felt like it, was, it was, wasn't bad. It was perfectly well worked. Um, yeah. Both teams know each other inside out. And maybe ultimately that's maybe where this one suffered slightly. The crowd weren't as up for this one as have been previous ones. Certainly the finishing stretch didn't capture the magic as the Money in the Banks one did. And the finish was, I 
feel like it was leading us in a number of different directions, but for whatever reason, on the night, SummerSlam just decided to fade out from everything, obviously, my colleague has described that. I think Montez Ford um, being the one to not so much cause the defeat, but his over-exuberance being a big part of it is important if the Street Profits are going to split because now Angelo Dawkins has that plausible deniability. Yeah. He can genuinely believe that he wasn't at fault for this and all that kind of stuff. So I did actually quite like the seeds they planted. Uh, it would have just maybe been nice to see all of them sprout tonight rather than being forced away. But I can't be too critical. That's WWE actually trying to trying to tell some stories. Yeah. It's actually them trying. They They're trying. Uh, and speaking of telling stories, next up was Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, with what was actually the shortest match on the card, I think people were maybe expecting a bit more to try and like, mm. so, con, like solid, uh, just create Liv Morgan as a top star yeah. throughout this match. Uh, but that didn't really happen. There was... Some good moments in it, sort of both Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey especially were showing a lot more uh, aggression in this match than they have done probably in previous matches. But uh, again, the biggest takeaway from this is the ending because uh, Ronda Rousey got Liv Morgan in the armbar, but at the same time Liv Morgan, speaking of shoddy refereeing, <laughs> Liv Morgan rolled uh, Ronda Rousey onto her shoulders. And then as the ref was counting one, counting two, Liv Morgan was tapping out before that, uh, but the referee still counted to three, meaning Liv Morgan wins the match but then some more, well, a little bit of a heel turn happened afterwards. Yeah, so Ronda had um, kind of like physically assaulted Liv Morgan from the off and was just making it abundantly clear that now they are evenly matched. Well, Liv Morgan is overmatched. Yeah. Um, yes, she was furious with the referee. She attacked Liv first from behind as well, it should be noted, with a boot as Liv was just pulling herself back up to her feet, having obviously survived this war. So she attacked her, Liv, to some boos, and then attacked a referee and an official with the armbar. Ronda yeah. has snapped, yada, yada, yada. So she's kind of taken out of there amidst a chorus of boos. And uh, to be fair, the boos are rising anyway. So this felt like Ronda maybe formally turning heel. Interestingly, of course, on the same night that Becky Lynch turns babyface, so we can finally maybe get on that road to WrestleMania yeah. for those two, which is no bad thing. But also, what I don't <clears throat> think came across as well here was Liv Morgan. She was kind of gobbled up by the, not particularly by Rousey herself, but just by the layout of this match. And then was still asked to celebrate what was very obviously an ill-gotten victory. WWE forgets this sometimes with the yeah. baby faces. This goes back to Punk versus Cena from years back. When a babyface toasts a victory like this, it doesn't do much for their credibility. She took a hell of a beating here. So it's a smile and grin and kind of the fact that she's won by banana peel finish effectively didn't look so great. One thinks that when she's back in there with Ronda Rousey, she's absolutely knackered. So yeah. how Liv Morgan exactly has been um, consolidated, I think was maybe what yeah, you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Like How they've managed to achieve that here, I'm not too sure. Like I think from here now, they have to fight again, and it's really hard to see Morgan getting a win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I guess, from uh, Ronda Rousey's heel turn. It's definitely a more interesting thing for her character going forward. Oh, yeah, I think that's the right move. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just needs we need to get Liv Morgan a, a decent run with this belt. That still needs refining. Like she thing, yeah. won the title with the Money in the Bank thing, obviously, mm. and now this, it's, it's not been the greatest run so far, and we need to not just... Yet. So, yeah, solidify her as a top person within that division. Mm. Uh, there were some other things going on as well throughout this. Um, Matt Riddle Matt, uh, came out and sort of cut a bit of a promo about saying how he was injured and things. Uh, and then Seth Rollins came out and sort of gave him a curb stomp. Yep. And there's a little bit of a between those two. Riddle couldn't get back to his feet under his own steam. Yeah. Uh, and Drew McIntyre came out as well to throw his sword in the air and send some pyro off. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like you do. Because uh, he's got a magic sword and why wouldn't you use it? But then it was the main <laughs> event. And it was indeed Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in the Falls Count Anywhere match. 
And this was mad. It was yeah. just weird and crazy. It's what you started off is what you'd expect from them. Like they slowed the pace down really quickly, got into some big hitting bumps. There was a couple of table spots in there. There's a great table spot where two tables were already broken, and Brock was just like, "Well, I'm going to put you through this other table anyway." <laughs> and just threw Roman Reigns through this tiny bit of a table, and then Roman Reigns was just hitting Brock with other bits of tables. But the biggest takeaway of this entire mm. match was Brock and his digger. Yeah. So he came out on his entrance, and he just had a uh, he had a big red digger. He was just sat there, wasn't he? Yeah, it? he was just sat there, Farmer oh, Brock, having a great time. Drove it up to the ring, and we knew some shenanigans were going to happen with it. And it did. He kept on getting in his little digger to have a little drive around mid-match every now and then. He picked yeah. up Roman Reigns in the little digger scoop, uh, lifted him up, and then just kind of dumped him out into the middle of the ring. Yeah. And it built to him... <laughs> Crashing the digger into the ring while Roman Reigns was in it and the referee ran for his life. And then shoving the scooper underneath the ring and lifting it up by a corner so high that like Roman Reigns kind of tumbled <laughs> down and out of the ring in what was one of the weirdest visuals I think we've probably ever seen in pro wrestling. Truly insane moment. Sports entertainment crystallised, I yeah. would say, this entire scene. <laughs> they can produce, when they want to, a sense of total chaos... Kind of unlike anything else, it's, you know, we credited Anarchy in the Arena a couple of months ago with having yeah. that same kind of thing. It's really hard to manufacture chaos when chaos is the order there in wrestling in general. So this visual of the ring being on, you could not, st- like, you couldn't not stare at it. Yeah. The ring, like, it looked like it was defying gravity. Uh, nothing was where it should be because all the mats had been pushed back and the posts were leaning by. Yeah. It was really wonderful staging, really good prop stuff and unexpected prop stuff too because we'd already seen the digger used a few times yeah. and... He's like, right, what's Brock going to do with his tractor now? And it felt like they were kind of out, just out of juice yeah. when they reveal that. So, <laughs> so good tractor psychology is what good I'm saying. Like they timed the spots well. It was, <laughs> it was actually suitably violent. This one went long. This one went around 25 was, minutes, yeah. and it didn't really feel it, which is the biggest compliment I can pay uh, Brock Lesnar ran, uh, Roman Reigns match at this yeah. point. Um, the digger interruptions were very welcome. The belt shots, the super kicks, they were super hard hitting when the Usos were making yeah, interference. Yeah, obviously, yeah, the Usos got in there because, of course, they did. Uh, at one point, Austin Theory came out there and he tried. He tried to hit he them did. with the, he with the briefcase. Didn't, he? didn't go very well. And there was some great bits where Roman just picked up the briefcase and he was going to hit Brock with it, but just as he was walking past, gave Austin Theory wow. another whack and then smacked him with the briefcase. But yeah, it kind of built like he hit him, hit, Roman hit Brock with the briefcase. Didn't got to a nine count. Roman hit Brock with one of the belts. Got to a nine count. Roman hit Brock with one of the other belts. A really hard shot. Yeah. The sound of it sounded absolutely nasty. And then Roman and the Usos kind of buried Brock under That's the right, announce table and like chairs and just whatever was lying around. And then like Roman climbed on top of the entire debris to like stand tall above Brock Lesnar as the referee finally got to the ten count. And go out of your way, as you should see this match anyway, because it is quite a spectacle, but go out of your way to see Paul Heyman eating platefuls <laughs> when uh, Brock Lesnar fives him seemingly head first through the announce <laughs> table. Heyman saw that like a pro as well, but that was one of those spots that you feel like has been coming a long, long time. So they did pretty much pay off every single aspect. When you like, We all thought it was done at WrestleMania, and indeed before that, and before that, and before that. There was surely no nothing else left to do. This, for a change, actually felt like a conclusive like finale to a pay-per-view and indeed the Lesnar-Reigns rivalry. Yeah, absolutely. And there was 
Paul Heyman declaring his loyalty to Roman Reigns in the mm. middle of this match as well, kind of handing the belts to Roman uh, to Brock at one point when he thought Roman was done, just saying like, just take the belts, like leave him alone, he's my tribal chief. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't work out like that in the end. And then Roman's kind of parting words for Brock Lesnar of like, you're never coming back here again, as he clocked him with the championship before beating him. Mm. Uh, hopefully. A proper exclamation point on the end of their feud. Yeah. I don't really think we need to go back to it. No, <laughs> thank you. Soon. No more of that. But that was WWE SummerSlam 2022. Let us know down in the comments below what you thought of the show, what you thought of Triple H's yeah, first big pay-per-view, yeah. even though it's still kind of all booked by Vince McMahon. But the big returns of Bailey, especially. Uh, no big title changes. Uh, but let us know down in the comments about what you thought of every single match. And while you're at it, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Phil My Chambers, And you can follow Michael. At Michael Humphreys. And you can follow all of us at What Culture WWE. Watch loads more videos on YouTube because that's what they like. And have yourselves a bloody good day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.